Welcome back, everybody, to the most favorite sports podcast to listen to, baby. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Donald. And Donald podcast. Yeah. Double D, baby. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know we coming to you straight off script. What do we do? We giving you a brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today, baby. Let's go ahead and pull up a chair and chop it up. Absolutely. Baba Shop Sports. Boy, we got a wonderful show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about that NFL Week 15 preview, baby. We got them storylines, them score predictions, and them things to pay attention to. Now, you know when it comes to uh, Week uh, 15, when it comes to the NFL, baby, that starts on what, what night, D? Thursday. Thursday. Th- Thursday night. Well, it was a game that was played, and you know we got to talk about it. Man, them Raiders played them Chargers. I'm going to give you the score, and then you go, you roll with it from there. Raiders 63, Chargers 21. Talk to me. Uh, Brandon Staley still going to have a job. That's all I'm going <laughs> that just don't make no sense. <laughs> Y'all didn't even show up to play. Y'all didn't even go out there and try to do anything. Y'all just in the, there's no reason for it. Y'all teams who are in pretty similar categories, y'all in y'all are in the same position. It's just I don't know, Jacoby Myers played better quarterback play than the Chargers quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Listen, so that's very interesting that you say that, man, because they're trying to figure out whether or not Staley going to have a job at the end of the day. Yeah, he should have. his office should have been cleared out at halftime. <laughs> Listen, so what went wrong? Because it wasn't always like this. You know, when this whole thing kind of started and everything with the Chargers, first of all, we know for a fact going in, it did, uh, your boy Justin Herbert had nine fingers, but he was still grinding it out. And then it was still a situation where it's kind of like the team, the rest of the team, and I'm going to point more fingers to the defense than to the offense, kind of gave up on them because he was putting them in positions to win, but they wasn't closing out games. Then it popped up, oh, the head coaches calling the defensive plays and what else are you calling so it's like how long you know and, and then it's, it was reported ever since he got there the defense has steadily declined yeah and it's not like y'all don't have the players there you got Derwin James out there Khalil Max I think leads the league in sacks this year with 15 or so it, it's just I don't know it, it has to be coaching and things like that because it makes no sense for y'all to be this bad Constantly, and it's it's disappointment. Y'all are underwhelming. Y'all have one of the franchise quarterbacks in the league. Y'all have cornerstones as key positions in this game, and y'all seem to squander it away. Like, and that's all I can say. I just point to it's the head of it all. It, It starts at the top. Right, right. I got you. And listen, even with the backup quarterback, Easton Stick, okay, he had three touchdown passes, man. And when you kind of think about that, you're like, man, with three touchdown passes, 257 yards, and then Jay Palmer, four receptions, 413 yards, and a touchdown, if I have any kind of defense, I got a chance to win this game. Yeah, 63 points is just unacceptable. Right. That's that's like y'all didn't come out and try Mm -hmm. at all. Y'all just let them do whatever. There's really no excuse for it. And it looked like that on the field as well. Okay, let's flip the script and everything and look at it from the eyes of the other side. O'Connell, you know, I know you're not real big on him, but right, he had four touchdowns for 248 yards. Uh, besides all of that, I want to know how you feel about um, the fact that uh, the Raiders laid an egg the week before. Bagel roll, right? Yeah, uh, Coach Pierce is, and you've seen it in this game, he wasn't even happy with being with the 63 points. He's that type of, he just demands what he demands from his team, and that's borderline excellence. I just borderline stay focused, borderline if Like, that's what it is. Stay focused, effort 100% of the time, no matter. Like, it don't matter if we are up 63 to 7. I don't care. Right. We, we play the same way. We play the same style of football. It's 100% all the time. And he's that coach. Like I said, he's the coach that I don't see how you let him go if I'm the Las Vegas Raiders just because he – he changed the whole way you look at that franchise. Now right. it's you can't better get you don't sleep on them. Yeah, they coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I, I have to agree with you with that, uh, absolutely. Uh, so when you look at it and everything, Devontae Adams had eight receptions for 101 yards and a touch. Now, is, is O'Connell, is he, uh, I like the way you put it, is he the bridge quarterback? They need to find another quarterback. But Devontae Adams, he got off. And listen, with that being said, uh, he took and so he had a good game. Make you feel good. Winning, man, fix a lot of things. Yeah. So tell me about the quarterback situation for the Raiders and uh, how that might be going forward. Because you already kind of gave your rubber stamp on, Antonio Pierce kind of needs to be from interim to head coach. How you feel about uh, the um, quarterbacking? Uh, yeah, I think he's just a bridge quarterback. Somebody who's going to get you through this season. You can finish the season out with him. Um, and it's nice to, to see him have games like this. Um, you'll keep him around. as he showing he can be a valuable backup. Uh, you do try to – I would try to get somebody in the draft, a younger guy. Are somebody who's established, but we've seen with Jimmy G how that works out for y'all. Yeah, exactly. 100% on that. So, you know that Justin Herbert, he's out for the rest of the year and everything with surgery on his finger. We understand that. So, basically, it's just like, wait for, uh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert to get uh, 100% healthy again. Go ahead into the OTAs, the offseason, the preseason, and just roll with that, but just change the head coach. Change head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where it starts at. And uh, get him some more pieces. Quentin Johnston. The first round receiver y'all took this year, he's had problems. He's struggled. I mean, you still got Keenan Allen. Um, we've seen Austin Eckler decline a little bit this year. So it's, he needs more pieces around him on offense as well. But um, I think the main problem is coaching. Right. Okay. I understand that one hundred percent, man. So uh, are they still? Are they? Mm, I was trying to think. How did how did the playoffs? Yeah. Okay, both teams. Yeah. Okay, so it ain't nothing else to talk about there. Let's move on to these other games, baby, because we got a whole lot to chop up. <laughs> you know how we do. We chop it up. We lay it down. We figure it all out. Now, listen, here's what we got. These are matchups. First of all, we got three games on a Saturday, baby. One, two, three. Okay? Uh, so, we listen, starting off the weekend red hot. It ain't even Sunday. Okay? This is Saturday. Well, games didn't matter. I'm talking about playoff implications, baby. That's what we do. Let's start with these Vikings. And these Bengals. The Vikings are sitting at seven and six. The Bengals are sitting at seven and six. And you know this is NFC, and you know how uh, I guess you could say unstable uh, the NFC North is right now. Give me your thought process on this matchup, baby. Vikings Bengals. Um, I really don't understand. I don't know what the Vikings is going to look like with Nick Mullins out there. Um, Justin Jefferson. Might be it's it's just not it's not knowing what they'll look like um and just the way Browning has been playing for that Bengals team he he is making all the right decisions out there at quarterback so I would and so in my mind I'm gonna just say Justin Jefferson is not playing until I see him dressed up on Sunday and with that being said I think Jake Browning is put in a better position to succeed with the weapons around him and things like that um he makes it's it's easy he. It makes it allows him to play easier football. It makes the game simpler for him and easier. Just get it, throw it to the right places at the right time. Don't force anything. Don't turn the ball over. Things like that. And it's easier when you have the stars you do on that Bengals offense. So, um, I I give them a slight edge this week, strictly just because I don't know what Nick Mullins is going to be able to do. I understand. Now let, let let's take it. Let's dig off into this a little bit more. First of all, we know Josh Josh Dobbs. All right, let's go one step before that and everything. Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins went down with an injury and everything, and you know so he was out for the rest of the season. They brought in Josh Dobbs. He did what they needed him to do. You had this man coming in mid season. Okay, didn't really know too much of the offense. Give you about two or three wins. Now, here's the part that I'm not understanding. Maybe you can help me to understand. They don't put him as QB2. They put him as QB3. Yeah. They put him as QB3. All right. So, you got uh, – so, who was is, who is that starter? So, who is that number one they have now? Nick, is it uh, – Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins. And then they have the guy behind him. Josh Dobbins dropped down to number three as an emergency backup quarterback. What the heck is going on with that, man? It's kind of like a thank you, but no thank you. Appreciate what you did, but that's all it is to it. I don't understand that move, man. And, yeah, that, I, there's no justifying that. I have no – I don't know what's going on there. I mean, he did have a bad game last game, 10 for 23, 63 yards, sacked five times. Obviously, no touchdowns. That game ended 3-0. But um, to move him down to quarterback three after he came in and won you guys a couple games, kept you afloat, things like that. It's just 
mind-boggling. Like I said on last episode, though, I think this coach is just panicking, trying to keep this. Because right now they're sitting at six, I believe, in the playoff picture. So so basically you think that it's just that the coach's seat is just warming up and everything and he ain't even like moving like he need to move? I don't think it's warming up. I think he's just – the alarms are sounding off because I think he really wants to get into this playoff spot. And Kirk going down – Josh coming in, starting to struggle in the past couple weeks. Um, I think he's just trying to act become, before it becomes a real problem, before it leads to losses. And we're at the back end of it where he, they can't really afford to lose. So in my head, the only thing I could guess is he just panicked. He he wanted to make a decision. Like he saw something happening and he wanted to act on it quick. Okay, this is what he felt was the best decision going forward. Okay, cool. Listen, with those quarterbacks that's on that roster and the people that's been playing the game, which quarterback do you think gives them the best chance to win? Me personally, I think it's Josh Dobbs. Right, and he's at number three. So you panicking and you panicking and running in the wrong direction. <laughs> we ain't in. We not in the practice. You know, we not at practice. We not. We don't see the things that go on there. And all we can go off is. Last game. Right. So, for me, last game, 10 for 23, 60-something yards. You got pulled in the fourth. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. That, that's a full game's worth of, of you not producing anything. Mm-hmm. So, I, that's what I'm – and then the week before that, they only put up 10. So, he, I guess he's seeing the offense start and the slow down. We we brought in a, a, a guy midseason that gave us a spark. Maybe he's trying to recreate that spark again. I, and that's the thing. I guess he's just throwing things at the wall, hoping they stick. Yeah, that, and so that's really what it looks like. And like you said, um, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, he was taking, he was on IR and everything. He went through all his rehab and everything, all the things that he needed to do to get back, and then actually went out that game uh, with a, with another injury. But like you said, uh, we won't know it until he suit up. So okay, with all of that being taken care of, uh, give me uh, the winner of this game and the possible score prediction. Um, I'm gonna go Bengals. Uh huh. Give me thirteen to nine. You so you still got them underproducing when it comes to offense, man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Listen, let's go to this next one. Let's chop it up. We got another game, baby. We got the struggling Steelers at seven and six against the Colts at Indianapolis Colts at seven and six. Uh, you now you know how this situation is and everything. So I mean, are they going? Are they going Mason Rudolph? Are they going uh, uh, Trubisky? I don't know what's happening with the Steelers, man. But you know, it, it'll be a failed season for them if they don't make the playoffs. Because only thing Mike Tomlin do is win, and and you know, and he gets into the playoffs. So what do you think? Because uh, uh, Minshew and what he doing? He dancing and getting down with that. Uh, as far as the Colts, so they still uh, one game above five hundred on both sides. And you still looking at the teams or teams that could possibly make it into the playoffs at least sneak in? How you got this Steelers Colts game going? Mm, you know me; it's hard for me to bet against this Steelers defense, just because from what I know, they they make it hard on you. But these two, just defense, offense wise, the def- the Steelers defense is number seven. Scoring wise, mm-hmm. the Colts offense is number eight. Okay, so they scoring wise, they balance out. Like they Steelers defense make it hard for you to score. Coach the offense can manage to put up points on you. Um, with Jonathan Taylor be healthy, I don't know how how effective he'll be. He's a big part of that offense. Also, I you know how I feel about Garner Minshew. He's a great quarterback, especially a backup. Now I'm, he can't like he like I'm he like we've seen he can't keep you guys afloat. He can't win you guys games at the end of the year when it's needed. Like, he can. He has that potential to win you games. Um, Again, though, it's just that defense is hard. I think it's hard to navigate against. But with that being said, though, I don't trust the Pittsburgh offense at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't trust, think they trust it. I don't trust their offense at all. Uh, <laughs> it's looking like Mitch is going to start. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. They... It, it, they struggle. They struggle offensively, man. Mm-hmm. And you just don't be. It's, you can't win games without putting up points. Absolutely. Um, this game even might, though you had a six and zero game and a three and zero game the week before, that's putting up some points, but no, no touchdowns. But go with it. Yeah, you can't. It's and how often are you gonna see that? 
you can't expect your team to go out there and, and pitch shutouts. That's mm. that's that's a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll probably give this game to the Colts. Mm-hmm. Just offensively, I think they'll be able to squeeze a little bit more out of their offense than the Steelers will be able to. Right. Um, I'll probably go 17-14. All right, to the Colts. Yeah. Cool. Now, next game up, what we have is we have the Broncos and the Lions, okay? Now, <clears throat> this has so many implications, man, because we had already said last week, or at least I think I said last week, or last episode, is that um the Lions can't afford to lose. And they did to the Chicago Bears in the division, okay? <laughs> uh, the Broncos, there's red smoking hot. They got that chain broke, and then they came back and won another, and I believe after that. And uh, now they're sitting at seven and six, and the Lions are sitting at nine and four. Uh, let's start with the Broncos first, because they can't sneak in the back end of this thing and really mess up somebody's day. How you t- how you see the Broncos uh, doing their thing, and do you think they have what it takes to uh, to beat these Lions? Oh yeah, I, they de- I think they definitely have what it takes to beat them, um, and I think they're a little bit more motivated. I think Russell Wilson is a better leader. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll have them guys ready to go. He understands what's on the line. Uh, I, and that's the thing. I think they'll be a little bit more hungry. The Lions are playing to protect something. They're playing like they're protecting something. The Broncos are playing like they want something. Right. Yeah, I understand exactly what they're you're saying. They're playing hungrier versus we're playing trying not to screw it up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will take the hungrier team every time. Every time. Right. Um, And it just and we've seen it. Just They've been wild. We're having more concerns about the Lions the Broncos are giving you more to be excited about. They're giving you more to be to look forward to in the future versus with the Lions, I'm I got more concerns than anything. Now. <laughs> right. So everything is a concern. Every I'm and with with the games as the season goes along, I'm getting more and more concerned versus as the Broncos the season goes along, I'm getting more and more impressed. Right. It's a it's y'all going in two different trajectories. <laughs> One high, one low. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, with that, I think the Broncos win this game again. Okay. Um, I'll go 24-17. All right. So, before we move on to that next one, so uh, with that being said and, and the situation that you just explained, uh, what does this really ultimately mean for the Lions, man? You know, because like you said, it looks like just off their record alone, they're going to make it into the playoffs. But again, it looks more and more definitive as a one and done type situation. Um, yeah, it, it's it's looking like they're going to slide down. Um, the only thing that's saving them is the Minnesota situation. You're right. I think you guys are too far back to catch up to win, end up winning this division. Um, the Packers. I mean, uh, so that, I think that's the only thing saving them as far as winning the North. Mm-hmm. The Vikings lost their quarterback and they're struggling to keep the keep the train going right so in that aspect I think they're safe in that regards um now they still do have to play I think you guys one more time and then the Vikings twice y'all can't lose those three games like, mm-hmm. it's not a given that y'all win those three games don't get me wrong y'all y'all lost to the Bears last week <laughs> but uh, exactly it's 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 not ideal for y'all to have these problems this at this point in the in the season. Mm-hmm. Y'all are going into it, it, it. Like I said, it's looking bad because y'all are ill with Packers, Vikings twice, and it looks like y'all gonna be playing one of those guys in the first round of the playoffs too. It looks like y'all right. gonna be playing the Vikings or Packers in the playoffs too. Right. And I'm taking either one of them in the playoffs over this uh, Lions team. <laughs> I got you, and that makes that makes sense, man. Hey, like I say, we're gonna have to see how this thing roll out, man, because there's so many things that's still rolling around on the table. We got to catch them before they drop. <laughs> Listen, okay. Next up, now we got the Giants and we got the Saints. Now, uh, I do know that the Giants, you know, they won last week when they took and they beat our Packers, man. Green Bay, Green and Yellow, but it's okay, not a problem. Did the Saints win last week? I'm uh, not. Sh- no. Okay, they, they they lost to the Bucks, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, with two teams coming in, well, one win, one loss. How you got this Giants Saints uh, thing shaking out, man? Because uh, the Giants are sitting at five and eight, the Saints are sitting at six and seven, and the Saints are in the NFC South. That's where they at. Saints did win. They beat my Panthers. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, so with, with that being said, though, how you see this kind of panning out, man? Because Devito, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's coming to his own. Uh, you know, his his head coach already said, like you said, a, a 
another episode. Go out there and just sling it. Just, just do what you need to do, man. Just hey, try, go out there and try your very best and, and uh, put it all on the table. Leave it all on the field. So, what you think, man, with these Giants and these Saints? That, uh, this matchup. Um, I, I like the Giants. What they're able to do with Saquon, and you know I me, mean? I'm big of if you can dominate time of possession, it, it it sets you, it puts you in a better position to win football games. And I think the Giants are better set up for that. Um. Now, team-wise, the Saints are a little bit ahead of them guys. They have, I think, better weapons offensively. Um, the defense is a little bit ahead of schedule. You know, they have a little, they have more pieces on that defense as well that they can move around, play, get pressure. We already know about that line. Uh, Lattimore out there is one of the best corners in the league. Um, but I just, Tommy DeVito, it, you you know those guys who come and just. Light up the players, right? And it might not be by play; it's just the energy that they bring, and it's easy to rally behind this type of guy. You, you see his agent and dad in the stands, <laughs> exactly doing the, <laughs> the, uh, the beat You know, the, kissing the everybody dude. on the cheek. <laughs> it's just something that you you just get. And I think in that locker room as well, yeah. he has that bravado of. That just lifts everybody. Everybody wants to have that guy around. Everybody wants to be around Tommy. Hey, right. Tommy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, that I'm good a, feeling. Yeah, I'm calling an upset here. Okay. Don't get me. I do think the Saints are a better football team. I just think Tommy's playing better football than Derek Carr. And right now, at this point in time, and like we said, that that having that already coach's stamp. Like I'm behind you, man. Mm-hmm. Just go out there and it means a lot, and it goes a long way. Play free mm-hmm. when you when you allow your team to play freely. Um, it takes a weight off their shoulders when you're not worried about. Ah, uh, you know, dang, I did that. As soon as I right. get to the sideline, yeah. Line, Am I gonna get benched after you this know, play I just did? So, um, same thing with that we talked about with Zach Wilson. You just get to a point where it's hey, it, it just happened two different ways for them guys. One quarterback was told, hey, you got it. Just go let it go. The other quarterback got benched and all that, and now he's saying, what do I have to lose? What's the worst that can happen? Exactly. I go back, I go back to the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so with that being said, I'm going to give this one to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go 21-17. All right. And I think one one of the big things uh, that we need to uh, continue to watch throughout the rest of the season is the health of Derek Carr. Uh, I think that's a big thing and a big part about it because I think he was in and out of concussion protocol like twice this yeah. year. And, and then, I know, um, I want to say last game, they started off with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, a couple games ago, Taysom Hill started off the game. Mm-hmm. And I only remember that because when Derek Carr came in, they the, the, the Superdome started booing him. Right, yeah. I got you. So we got to take and kind of like keep our eyes on that, man, because I think that's going to have a big determination on how things kind of uh, pan out. Listen, next game we got up is the BB game. The BBs. We got the Bears against the Browns. The Bears are at 5-8, and eight, and the Browns are at 8-5. and five. Very interesting. Very interesting because we done already said that Justin Fields is putting up, he's making tape. Okay, all right. He's sending his resume out there, baby. Letting you know I still got something left in the tank. So he actually does have something to play for. And they did win last week against uh, the Detroit Lions. And then you look at uh, the Browns, okay? And Joe Flacco, you know, he taking, he watching, uh, you know, the other week he's watching TV and he's looking at the game from, you know, from his couch. Now he done came in and done made a difference for the Browns. And then you already said how much you love that defense that the Browns have to offer. What you think about the BB game? The Browns and the, and the Bears, baby. Um, yeah, this is one of the, you know, last week I gave it to Justin Fields because he, he playing on the mid, he, he trying to, Keep his NFL career going. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to get you through this game. Okay. I, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to. I think Miles Garrett has a, has one of them. Games. He got plans. Yeah, I think he has one of those games where he just he he just wrecks everything up front. He he. And we already talked about Justin Fields' eyes. Uh, <laughs> Can he see him coming? Yeah, I think that's going to be the problem. <laughs> I think that's going to And then we know you get hit a little bit, you start getting happy feet and mm-hmm. things like that. So um, I just don't. And Joe Flacco's a vet, man. Um, he's not your average backup quarterback who was sitting at home for two years. He, he somebody. I think some people do forget he did win a Super Bowl the with the Baltimore Ravens. He knows the game. Yeah, he, yeah. He, so he ain't no, you know what I mean? And, and even then, he wasn't. 
What what Cam say? He was a game manager. Game, game, game manager. Right. He was that then. Yeah. So you get what? So you did have Ray Lewis on the other side though. It's the perfect role for him. <laughs> it's the same situation. Right. <laughs> great offense. I mean, a great defense, and now just yeah. let's not lose the game for him. <laughs> I got you, man. You're absolutely right. It's identical, really. It's really the same situation. Yeah. So he knows how to win a game on this type of team. Um, all I got to do is get us a couple points. And not lose it for us. And, and, you know, and not turn this ball over. Man. Right. The defense is going to do their thing. They're going to put us in position to win this thing. I just got to bring it home, really. Right. can't score. <laughs> That's really the only thing. But, um... Yeah, I think it was cool to see the Bears beat the Lions. Yeah, I called it, but I just don't think they. I don't see them pulling this one out. Okay. Um, I'll go Browns seventeen, Bears ten. Okay, and um, uh, this is gonna be very interesting because you know the the, the Cleveland Browns have had seasons of zero and sixteens. Okay, and losing records. Yep. They're, they're winning. And do you think if they get to the playoffs, they're going to shake up some things, create some smoke? That defense, man. Mm-hmm. That defense is – you get to the playoffs, that defense ramps up even more. Yeah. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for whoever match up against them. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun to watch, man. It's going to be fun to watch. Listen, I'm just going to name these next two teams that's going to play each other, and then I just want you to do what you do. Falcons – at the Carolina Panthers, baby. NFC South. Talk to me. Oh, we're going to get whooped. <laughs> if you want to see a professional NFL football game and you don't have a lot of money, go to this one. <laughs> Thirteen dollars get you in there. You know man. what I'm saying? You can you can get in there with ten dollars exactly. in a minute. Exactly. I'm talking check. about short lines. Man, take them a sandwich, but I guess <laughs> the, the security guard let you in that thing. <laughs> take a chicken plate. You good? Yeah. A pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> but man, I, I just love don't, it. I don't think. We haven't seen answers all year. I'm not gonna just. I certainly um, think they going to find answers last week. They, right. They, they ain't been doing nothing in practice all year. I don't assume that they going to do something this week. Okay. They ain't done nothing all year. <laughs> 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 Them boys go to practice and play hopscotch. I don't know what they do out there. I don't know what they be doing in practice, but it, it, it's not nothing. Right. They go out there and play catch, I guess. It definitely don't show up on the it field, don't do it? nothing. They Y'all ain't scheming nothing. Y'all ain't... No, man. Left, right, left, right. Screen, 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 screen. They play a catch. That's why they run screens all the time. Because they they only used to throwing the ball right at each other next to no defense, no nothing. Right. Just stand there, play catch. Now, don't even run around. Just stand there. And, yeah, man, um, yeah, Falcons, 38, Panthers, Seven. Okay, okay. Well, if it's seven, I mean, well, you can put together like, no, I was trying to get the math on that thing. So that's one touchdown, right? Okay. Well, that's. It'll be, and you know, it'll be, we'll be getting whooped 24 0 at halftime. We'll uh, come out, get the ball, and put together one good drive. Right. Have us all thinking, like, ooh. Put it on tape. And then it's, <laughs> and then it's over. We'll go back. Look. And that 38 7 is just me strictly being mad. I'm just going to be honest. It's just me being fed up. <laughs> <laughs> sick and tired of being sick and tired, baby. Me being fed up. I'm not betting on y'all no more. I got you. Okay, cool. Well, listen, this next game right here is very intriguing to me, me and myself. It's the Battle of the Bays, baby. We got them Tampa Bay Buccaneers against them Green Bay Packers, baby. The Battle of the Bays. You got both teams sitting at six and seven. Both teams want to get into the playoffs. Hey, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have a chance to win their division in the NFC South, and we're trying to hold on to that last wild card spot in the NFC North. Okay, listen, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm going to be brutally honest with myself, but listen, this is the thing about it. I do think that the, that the Green Bay Packers can win this game if their defense holds steady. 
because Jordan Love has really been doing the things that he needs to do. So he hadn't been losing the game for him. And also Matt LaFleur, the quarterback whisperer, and the, and the things that he's been doing, chopping up as far as the receivers and, and everything that he has on that roster, on the offensive side of the ball, he's really been scheming it up. And I love the way that's happening. But it's the defense. We give up too many yards on the ground. And uh, like I say, if we hold on to something, it's right there at the end. And it wants to kind of slip away. So uh, with this, this is not a meaningless game. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what? They trying to win their division, man. And and Baker Mayfield, he say, hey, I'm still putting tape together myself. I do feel that the Green Bay Packers can win this game 17-10. That's my thought process, but I want to know what your thought process is. Um, Y'all matched up pretty nice against this team. Mm-hmm. Um, offensively, they struggled to run the ball, which benefits y'all because y'all struggled to stop the run. <laughs> That's a wash, right? It benefits y'all. Now, y'all guys did give up, I think, 200 plus to the Giants. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, last week, the Bucks did run for about 150 mm-hmm. on Atlanta. So it's, they're kind of fixing their problem when you guys are still having the same problem. But with that being said, I still do think y'all have enough to, I don't think they run for 200 on you guys. I don't think they have a Saquon Barkley back there. Or I don't think, yeah, they got Twist and Works on that, but that line's not a, it's not Getting it's not that nasty type of O line that that you want to run behind. It's right, protect our quarterback. You know they built this O line to protect Tom Brady a couple of years ago. Exactly, it's more of give him a clean pocket to throw the ball type of offensive line. Um, I just I just love what y'all offense has been doing lately. Um, it's it's versatile, it's dynamic, it's not a one dimensional type thing. You don't and it's, with that you it's hard for a defense to key in on somebody. It's not like, oh, let's take this guy out the game and it improves our chance of winning. And, uh, you take this guy out the game and we, it, like, it wouldn't even bother us. We wouldn't even know this probably. We we weren't going to him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not this game, we weren't going to him anyway. <laughs> so, um, I, I just think, and then I, I love Rashawn Gary out there. I do. He's a, he's, he's yeah, he's a wrecking ball on defense, man. He can, and I, you know me, I think Trent's play is so, is so important. I don't think they get the credit that they deserve, man. It can man. disrupt so many things, man. Um, it, it's hard to get into a rhythm if somebody's constantly pushing your offensive lineman back into your lap. Like, right. And he's that type of guy. He's going to continue to get pressure. He's going to – all game, he's going to be back there. He's going to make plays. Um, with that being said, I do got the Green Bay winning this game. Uh, I think it comes down to a field goal, though, at the end, somewhere around there, uh, 24-21. Okay, and we do got a pretty good field goal kicker, man. You know what I mean? Carlson brothers. Exactly. Yeah, we do got a pretty uh, decent uh, field goal kicker out there. Uh, Well, well, that's great. That's great. Now, this one, uh, I I think it's going to have some twists in it because I don't know what Tyreek Hill, uh, uh, what his status is. And uh, Tua, he he only know how to throw the ball when he on the field. And then you got Zach Wilson playing with nothing to lose. And as bad as the Jets has been all season long, please don't don't sleep on that defense. One of these games, yeah, don't sleep on a defense, man. Okay, because they defense the Jets still have a defense. Okay, please know and understand, and I know you know that better than anybody else. But how you got this thing going, man? Between the Jets at the Dolphins, um, and it's one of them games that the Jets just like winning. They just like. Is you going to call this a trap game? They like being a thorn in people's sides. Okay. And I don't know if that's the New York in them or something. They just like being that aggravating little brother. Just, <laughs> like, go away. Exactly. <laughs> just go away, man. <laughs> we Quit bothering me. We got rid of y'all in the first four plays of the season. We got a over for y'all. Man. Y'all just like to stick around for no reason. All right. But um, I, I do think um, with – Last week's game for both teams with Jacks coming out, getting them a nice blowout win against a decent Texans team. 30-6. Zach Wilson having a bounce-back game. Spinning it. Have a great game. Um, I just think they'll be rolling on the high versus the Dolphins will be too – you have a – I think it's a thing of being too prepared. Mm-hmm. You're, too, you're too hyper-focused. Right. Hyper-focused. And it doesn't allow you to play freely. It doesn't allow you to – you're overthinking everything. 
try not to mess up, try not to have another slip up like you did last week against the Titans. Lost by one. I think that's what's going to happen this week. I think they'll just try, they'll be trying too hard. On that TNT connection, Tyreek Hill and Tua. Yeah. I think they'll just be trying too hard. Or I think Tua will hear the talks too, and he'll try to overcompensate, but maybe to other people, right? Yeah. Try to do, and that ain't what he comfortable doing. Yeah, and that's what I'm just saying. I think it's gonna be a lot of overthinking, um, and I think the Jets will sneak out with this one. Oh man, that's great. Okay, so what, what you got them doing? Because man, this is gonna put up. Uh, this is gonna put a damper. On the Dolphins' playoff hopes and what they may be ending up as a seed. Yeah. So who, what you think? What you think that score going to be? Um, I'll go Jets twenty four, Dolphins twenty one. Okay. Uh, now I'm not a hundred percent sure. Have to research it. Uh, but did um, cause they've done it before. Have 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 the Dolphins did back to back losses this season? Because you know how they had they had that seventy drop yeah. on the Broncos and then came right back and. They didn't get mollywopped, but they lost to the Buffalo Bills that next week. So they are a team of highs and lows. And the whole team is pre- you know, predicated on what Tyreek Hill do. So uh, what, what do you think? Would that be two losses in a row if they do that? Yeah, it'll be two losses. It'll be the first two losses in a row for them. Okay, man. Okay, I can't wait to see that one. <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving. All right, now, you know all of the controversy that was surrounding the Chiefs last week, right? You know, call, no call, should have been, shouldn't have been, the refs deciding, ain't deciding, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean, not being so cool as we used to him being. Uh, and then you got the Patriots, man, and the Patriots, they just love to just to spoil your season. They, they, they do. But then again, you don't know if Zappy back there, Mac Jones back there. You got the Chiefs, the eight and five Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, at the three and ten Patriots, throw out the record. How you think this game gonna go? Um, this is a game that the Chiefs need. Gotta have it just to stop the the bleeding a little bit, uh, bandage it up a little bit. You know, um, I don't think they lose this game. I just honestly, I don't see how you allow yourselves to drop this game. You you drop this game, it becomes um, it's hard for me to see y'all winning a Super Bowl now. It's hard if y'all drop this because to me it'll just be you guys didn't put the effort in. You guys didn't lock in and practice you because we know what type of talent you guys have on this team. It's not that. It's not that you guys y'all will have to allow yourselves to be outplayed. Y'all are heads above better than this Patriots team right now. If y'all go out there and drop this one, maybe we are. Maybe it's time to start thinking: Is this that window done shut on the Chiefs? Possibly blowing up the team, and that's and and that's crazy to say after coming off a Super Bowl. But y'all don't look like that team. Y'all don't look like any other teams from the past, and it's strictly offense because the defense this year is playing better than it's ever played for y'all. Exactly, it's offensively just doesn't look to have that same punch, and I think that's what y'all that's y'all identity is. We gonna score on you guys. It's not a, having a good defense on that Chiefs team is nothing but a plus. I don't think it changes who you guys are. You guys are still needing to put up points. Right. That's just who you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I do think they take this one. I don't even think it would be close. Um, I'm going to go like 31. Give me 31 to 10. Okay. Now, uh, let's think about this thing because I was listening to what you said. And first of all, I think that uh, whatever uh, Travis Kelsey had and everything, they're just taking him out of games now. Uh, all that impromptu. All of that, Patrick Mahomes finding him, uh, sitting down in, in the holes in the coverage, uh, man, that's out the door. They now, don't give him no more. Right. It's like they get a shadow on him every play. Exactly. You know, yeah, spying him, basically. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, I think that it's finally time to give Eric B his props, man. Give Eric B his props because he had this offense rolling when he was there. He ain't there no more. Tyreek Hill, giving him his props. He taking, he had this offense flowing and going and taking the top off. He ain't there no more. Okay, so now everything is kind of, the, the dust is starting to settle, and we seeing what it is with what it is. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, I feel the same way about that too, man. So, we're going to see how that thing rock and roll, but like you said, this is a must-have. You got to get it. You got to get this one. Got to have it. Cool. Listen, how about this one right here? We know what's going on. <clears throat> 
We got the Texas. They still afloat by one game. One game above uh, 500 at 7 and 6. And then, you know, Will Levison and boys with the Tennessee Titans and everything uh, shocked the Miami Dolphins last week, right? Okay. So, what you think? Because there's a lot of problems on the offensive, a lot of missing pieces for the Houston Texans. And then we got Will Levis and D Hopping. Hey, they just want to win. What you got with this game? Texas um, at the Titans. So, I'm looking at it. Uh, it's looking like Davis Mills will start okay. this game, and that's uh, <laughs> yeah, y'all. That changes everything. Right, that changes everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. CJ Stroud is a generational talent. He's a guy who makes a he makes some crazy throws. A lot of NFL top quarterback throws. Like, you can't just replace that. Right. And we haven't, y'all haven't been a team that can run the, you know, y'all haven't been running the ball amazingly all year. It's not. So, and that's what I think sets up the Titans better. Will Levis is slinging that thing. Like, he he plays without a care in the world. He don't care. Mm-hmm. He, he don't. He, he really don't. Uh, <laughs> I've seen multiple pictures of him being folded up, uh, throwing interceptions, going down, making a fumble. Like, he just plays, he plays like a, one of them, the biggest guy in high school who who don't he not really a quarterback, but they just put him back to right. The boy six six two eighty, <laughs> but he plays like that, just rough on the edge type guy. Um, but then you got Derrick Henry out there, who I think will be the game changer this week for them. Um, he'll be able to control the game. They'll be able to take you know time of possessions. That I, if I'm a coach, I think I'll preach that. More time of possession more than anything more than else. Anything. Yeah. Time of possession right. and, and win the uh, field position battles. It that's, is important. That's the two things I preach all the time. A winning combination. Um, But I think they'll be able to do that better and put themselves in a lot better positions to score and win this game. Um, I'm going to go 14-10 Titans. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. D-Hop over or under 100 yards? Under. Okay. Somewhere around 80, 75 to 80, something like that. And he get one of those touches? He get a touch. Okay. That'll work. Hey, listen, we got your 49ers. They playing a game. And I'm guessing that, listen, first of all, the three-game skid is in the rearview mirror. Ain't no sense really talking about it no more. 49ers are sitting at 10-3. and Mr. Irrelevant has become relevant again. Brock Purdy's back there slinging it. CMC is making it do what it do. Fred Warner on the other side of the defense. And then you got the Cardinals, and you got Kyler Murray, uh, and, uh, and what he has to do, and how he wants to kind of kind of prove himself that he still got it. Uh, but I know how you feel about them 49ers, baby. And I'm going to ask you this after you answer this question is, what you, first of all, what you got happening in the San Francisco at the Cardinals? Um, just Cardinals just aren't going to have enough to keep up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler Murray is back. They do look better with Kyler Murray back there. They're 2-2 two and two since he's been back. Um, so don't get me wrong. It's not a knock against the Cardinals. It's just y'all are in two different places as teams right now. Um, 49ers probably walk out of this one. I'll go 27-13. Okay. Now, this is the question I want to ask you now. <clears throat> So, once again, are we back where we kind of started when this whole thing kind of started? Well, what do I mean? Uh, is the Super Bowl going through the 49ers again now? You know, yes. because, you know, it, they, they started out blazing hot with 5-0. and They had that three-game skid. They kind of got back to, you know, playing 49ers football and whatever Kyle Shanahan needed to do. They brought Steve Wilkes up out of the box and everything down onto the field. I'm guessing somehow that just made everything better. Whatever. That's a great hire for them, man. Right. I mean, I think the Carolina Panthers missed out on that one anyway. Uh, whatever. Now, back again. Is it now back to where it was? Did the NFC and the Super Bowl is going to have to go through these 49ers? Yeah. My matchup still 49ers-Ravens. Okay. All right. Well, I was just wondering about that thing. Now, to go out there and lay an egg, we'll talk about that now, on the next podcast. Exactly. Okay. Next. Now, we got them uh, Washington Commanders, okay, with their Eric B. offense, you know, with Sam Howell back there trying to stay upright. (laughs) And then you have uh, the highly motivated Matthew Stafford with Carson Wentz just sitting behind him watching him play. (laughs) I don't think either one of these teams is going to make the playoffs, but this should be a highly entertaining game. 
So what you got with the Washington Commanders at the Los Angeles Rams? Well, the Rams is right now on y'all tail. I know it. They need to lose this game. Y'all both said that six. Gold Commanders. Oh, well, you ain't going to like my pick then. Gold Commanders. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't going to like my pick then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nah, just what we talked about, I think, the last episode, the, the Rams have been putting up points on everybody. They've been putting up even that last game against the Ravens. They they gave them all they all they could handle really. Right. They've been putting up points. That boy Puka Nakua out there. He he doing something special. They got Cooper Cup back. Um, that running back they have, Kyron Williams is, is, is doing his thing. He mm-hmm. just came back I think a couple games ago for being injured. Um, and I think we have an Aaron Donald sight in this this weekend. Yeah, he's been quiet He's-been all season long. I don't know what is. And he has to be getting double teamed every game. That's the only thing I can think of because I don't think nobody's blocking him one on one to this extent, to where we're not even hearing about him at all. But um, I do think we have a sighting. I think we think we have an Aaron Donald sighting this week. Um, I'm gonna give it to the Rams. Um, I think they put up thirty again this week. I'm gonna go thirty three, Commander seventeen. Okay, so uh, let's do a quick little flashback right quick before we move on to the next game. So do you remember that little game that was played uh, between Washington and the Eagles? The Well, Washington gave the Eagles everything they could have. Exactly. So um, I, I, I'm trying to remember now, so help me out. Uh, did they still have uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat at that time? Yes. Well, then, ne- never mind. Next! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, this right here is dubbed the game of the week. And I really need your insight, man, because, listen, listen, the Cowboys 10-3 and is playing the Bills 7-6. and It's so much surrounding this game. First of all, Dak Prescott, is he turning into playoff Dak right now? Is he, is he suiting up? Do he have it up under his chin strap and up under his shirt and his jersey? Then you got Josh Allen. Okay, hi, what, 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 what the man cover going to do? Is the bazooka going to sling it or not? Is he going to win it with his legs over his arms? Man, come on, man. Game changer versus game manager. Exactly. Hey, 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 hey. That's if what Cam Newton. If you ask Cam, he's Josh saying, is a game changer. Uh-huh. Dak is a game manager. <laughs> yeah. So you got to tell me how you feel about this matchup, baby. I'm taking the game manager. Okay. <laughs> That's the Cowboys, by the way. I'm taking the game manager, man. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Game changer going to lose the game. <laughs> the game changer will lose the game. The game manager won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, I think yeah, I just think Dak's playing at an unbelievable level right now. He is playing MVP caliber football, and then that defense is is it? I don't know what makes them so good, honestly. Other, you know, they got Micah, they got Dexter Lawrence down. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence on the uh, defensive line, right? Um, Deron Bland has emerged. Uh, and apparently, they fixed their red zone problems. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a big thing. Oh, that, yeah. That it Eagles, was everything. In that Eagles game, it was it was, it was was great to see. Uh, but I, just, I, I think they're, at this point in the season, they're just playing better football than the Bills. They're just playing better football than the Bills. They're, they're all rolling at a high level right now. And then I just think, I just love Michael Parsons on that defense. I think he's really a game changer. He mm-hmm. he's somebody who can wreck your offensive plans. You got to go back to the drawing board type of guy. Absolutely. Um, I'll give it to the Cowboys. I'll go 27-24. Okay, 27-24. When you look at that and the things that you said and everything, is that going to lock up the one the first round by? Um, it's going to be close. Yeah, cuz they they still got to catch the 49ers. Okay. All right. I got you. So one thing before we move on is Stefan Diggs said, Hey, uh Natty done fell up under the radar now and they saying, Oh, okay, it went from hey, we post to win, uh, we are a Super Bowl caliber team to uh, hey, they're gonna make it interesting. Stefan Diggs say he liked the position that they're in. Okay, so I really want to know how this thing is going to change and how this is going to happen. You know, because uh, Josh Allen had been known to give the game away with his arm and he had been known to win the game with his feet. 
Gotta see it, baby. Hey, listen, you know what's up next? Hey, this is this the team. Ain't nobody ain't really talking about. They just slowly going on about their business. I'm talking about who? Them Baltimore Ravens, baby, at 10 and 3. Against what? That Clemson connection with them Jaguars at 8 and 5. Tell me about this. Talk to me. I'm listening. Um, They just haven't played good against Jacksonville. I mean, they haven't played well against top defenses. They're, I think they're... It says right here they're like 0-3 against Cleveland, who is ranked first, San Francisco, who's ranked second, seventh, and Kansas City, who's ranked sixth. Y'all, y'all, and it's just hard for me to bet against, or for y'all, for me to think that y'all will be able to fix the problems against Baltimore. Against Baltimore, <laughs> um, it's gonna be tough. It's just gonna be tough. Uh, and then I think something's. I think Travis. I mean, Travis is dealing with something. I think he is banged up a little bit. He's just trying to stay out there. Mm. Their teammates fighting for playoffs positioning. Exactly. Um, with that being said, I'm gonna give this one to the. I just think about like I, you know how I feel about the Ravens. Um, scheme schematically, what they can do, best team in in the league. Honestly, um, so I'm gonna give it to the Ravens. I think it will be close. I'm gonna go 21, 17. Okay, cool. Twenty one seventeen. All right. <clears throat> Listen, I love to see Lamar Jackson play and everything, uh, but I think more than anything else, and we're going to keep our close eye on this, I really want to see what they're going to do in the playoffs. Uh, listen, Lamar Jackson got his money. Odell Beckham Jr. is taking the top back off. And like I said, the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, he is hurt. Yeah. Uh, but I really want to see how this thing kind of pans out. Uh, but how about this this final game right here, uh, that, that Monday Night Football connection? Uh, these Eagles are coming off back-to-back losses. I mean, I wouldn't even never even imagine it. I could see a loss maybe one or two here or there. But, you know, they played the 49ers, got molly whopped. Then they took and then they played uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys, got molly whopped times two. Uh, now they're up, uh, going up against a banged up uh, Seattle Seahawks. So you got the 10-3 Eagles uh, with a softer schedule against the 6-7 Seahawks. Okay, you need to tell me how you feel about this, man, because uh, you done already had, told me some things about how you can beat these Eagles and Jalen Hurts? Um, I think they, I think the Eagles just come out with a chip on their shoulder, trying to get back to winning ways. I was um, thinking about that about last game though. I told you though that that defense is, and that's the thing. I don't think the Seahawks are set up defensively to put that type of pressure on this Eagles team. Um, now on the back end of it, with like Tyreek Woolen and Jamal, those type of guys, now they can, if y'all do force him to throw the ball, y'all can defend the pass. I just don't think they'll be in that position to where they have to throw the ball as much as they had the past two weeks. Gotcha. Um, Geno Smith will be back. That'll make that offense look better for Seattle. Um, I just don't know how much firepower they'll have to put up against this Eagles team. Because I do think the Eagles get back to scoring a lot of points this game. That's just, just I think they find a way to score a lot of points this game. Um, so with that being, and then that, we all know what that defense can do. We do know that defense is a force especially up front. They're serious. Um I'm gonna go Eagles give me thirty eight Seahawks twenty. Okay. So when you look at this, uh first of all, you know, uh it was a situation where Jalen Hurts had a critical uh fumble in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, then he had a fumble last week against the uh, Dallas Cowboys, but I don't think that one fumble cost him yeah. the game because it was 33-13, right? Yeah. All right, uh, but uh, they had him at practice today working on fumbling and securing the ball, which is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but my thing about it is is that <clears throat> I know they had to take the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys seriously. I know that they did that, but just because of the inferiority – or maybe perhaps just the lack of the the you know it be really being a true team that you really worry about with the Seahawks. How they get back on track and why you why you feel that they're going to take and score so many points just because of who they are lined up against now? Yeah, and then it's that they'll come like I said they'll come up with that chip on the shoulder. I yeah. feel like that offensive line will be a little bit more aggressive. I think just they'll get more into that offensive back. Yeah, get you. more yeah. into them situations of third and shorts, the things that make the Eagles what they are. Right. Okay, and that makes sense to me. All right, let's round the segment up with this. Can you give me your uh, top uh, uh, three uh, MVP NFL candidates right now? Just what's your top three you got? Give me Dak. Dak. Give me Tyreek. Tyreek. And give me CMC. CMC. And who you think going to win that thing, baby? Dak. You okay. know quarterback's award. <clears throat> well, I mean, I know, but, I mean, if a man put up 2,000 yards receiving. It, it now, don't... if he hits that mark, I think – 
if they hit that mark and they and they continue to win out, or they you know if they finish one or two seed like they are right now, mm-hmm. I do think Tyreek Hill deserves it. Okay, cool. I love it. Hey, you know we're going to be watching these games and making it do what it do when we do what we did. Now, next up, what we got? We got a little bit of that college uh, type situation coming on with that must-see TV with women's college volleyball. And I got a couple questions I got to ask you, man, about this college football championship bowl series is coming up in just a second, baby. Stay tuned. We back, baby. We told you we would be at the Double D Off Script Podcast, baby. (laughs) Yeah, Barbershop Sports. Hey, D, uh, tell me uh, your thought process, man, on this little update on your college football transfer portal, baby. What's popping and jumping off in there? So, um, we talked about uh, Aiden Childs, the freshman backup quarterback from Oregon State. Mm -hmm. Um, He's... Found where he'll be playing football for the next three years. He's committed to Michigan State. Um, I know they brought in a new head coach. I don't know much about him, um, but it looks like they're trying to turn a new lead. This is a great starting point. Um, I was, he's highly rated in the transfer portal as a quarterback. He He's young. He has a lot of eligibility left. And he looked great in a couple snaps and things that he got to get this year at Oregon State. Um, then on other news, the only other bigger thing that's happened, Malik Murphy finally uh, entered the transfer portal. He's the backup quarterback at Texas. Mm-hmm. And you know, with Quinn Ewers out there, no telling if he's coming back next year. You still got Arch Manning in that quarterback room. Um, and he's a great talent. Uh, he reminds me of Joe Milton a lot from that Tennessee team, a strong-armed, athletic guy. So a lot of teams should be interested in him. Right now, Georgia's talking about they won't, they're trying to land him. Um so that and then lastly, uh, Will Shepard, senior wide receiver from Vanderbilt, has committed to Colorado. Okay. So Dion has got him another playmaker out there. Wow, um, it's gonna then, be fun to watch him, man. This this season coming up, man. Don't sleep on him. Yeah. Prime time is back in prime time. Sound like to me? They're gonna be legit, man. They're Absolutely. Gonna, they're gonna be legit. Well, let me ask you about this right here, man, before we move on. Listen, so uh, apparently Alabama's head coach, Nick Saban, Saban has hired uh, a former Michigan uh, coach, okay, to his coaching staff right before, coincidentally, Alabama plays Michigan in the college uh, bowl football series, baby, championship type situation. Man, what's going on? How you feel about that, man? Alabama uh, gaining a former Michigan coach before they play Michigan in the bowl series. Um, it sounds fishy. Mm-hmm. It sounds just. I don't even know how you allow that to happen. Right. I just. I think there should be some type of rules in place to. But at the same time, I mean, it's not a rule against it. But I'm like, but really? Come on, man. Have some pride. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have some, don't you have any amount of shame? Right, you yeah. know what I mean. It's well, like, hey, I mean, that's what I was If there's no rules against it, though, mm-hmm. do whatever you can to give yourself that edge. Um, and that's what exactly what it looks like, man. So just, just, just a, another little wake up call. Who, who you got uh, in the finals of that uh, college football championship uh, game? Washington, Alabama. I got Washington winning it all. Okay, you know we're going to check back with it, though, and, uh, uh, when that thing actually happens, uh, but we will talk about it. Listen, you know we got that must-see TV, baby. You know we love women's sports, baby, here at Double D Off Script Podcast. So I told you we would, and here we are with the women's college volleyball update, baby. The championship has been set. The final has been set. So in the semifinals, we had Nebraska, Molly Watt Pitt, Three to bagel, baby. Okay, so Nebraska will be making their 11th appearance in the finals game. Harper Murphy, baby. She had 13 kills, and Merritt Beeson backed her up with eight kills. So they're looking to make it do what it do. In the other semifinal, you had the number two Texan, 
Texas beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin was highly favored, but not this time, baby. Texas say we come to win. They won that series three to one. Madison Skinner was balling out of control. She had six aces on her serve alone. Okay, a career high. And then she backed that performance up with 18 Ks. That's kills, baby, in volleyball. Asia O'Neill, she had 11. Molly Phillips, she had 10. Gina Winners, she had 10. It was an offensive juggernaut type of machinery out there. But wait, there's more. Now, you got Texas, they the defending champs from last year. Then you got number one, Nebraska's been ranked number one all year long. Man, this is going to be a must-see TV women's volleyball final. How you feel about that, D? Yeah, man. Um, I want to flex my little bit of college volleyball knowledge I got. Let's make it do. Asia O'Neal, shout out to her, Jermaine O'Neal's daughter. <laughs> drafted number one overall in the Pro Volleyball Federation. I didn't even know that existed. <laughs> exactly. So that's just ignorant on my part. <laughs> but congratulations to you. Absolutely. Right now that you making your title run, you get drafted number one. Congratulations. Uh, Becca Alec, want to give you a shout out in your last performance. Your best game three series performance of your career with 10 blocks. That's an amazing performance right there. Yes, it is. It, it's just, you know, my little two cents on that. Hey, man, ain't it great, though? Listen, I'm telling you, man, it's very exciting to watch. Women's college sports, women's college volleyball, women's college basketball, women's college soccer, women's college, whatever you want to put out there, baby. We just love women's sports here at Double D. <laughs> love it. Must see TV. Don't. Miss it. All right, we got a little bit more. We got a little bit more. Now, what else is that must-see TVD? Hey, we got them Lakers against them San Antonio Spurs. This is a back-to-back game. The Lakers squeaked it out, 122-119, the game before, and you know that LeBron did not play. AD, he did hold his own. I need to know how you feel about this Lakers-Spurs matchup number two. Uh, LeBron is back. Okay. So, there you have it. That's my. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's over for him. It was, well, it, hey, so, do you think that he's back for the simple fact that that other game was just a little bit too close? And with the uh, with the San Antonio Spurs being so long, with everybody, including myself, being on Wimby Watch, he don't want to be the they, they don't want to break the, the the skid against them. Oh uh, no, nah, I really think my take is you, LeBron ain't played Wimby yet. He hadn't has he? Uh uh-uh. uh. And LeBron, one of those. He don't say a lot. He don't mention a lot. He takes a lot of stuff personally. Right. He takes a lot of stuff personally. He hears all the talk, hyped, most hyped prospects since I came into the league. Wimby what? I want to see what it's all about. (laughs) I want to see what it's all about. So I think he does come out. You know, he got his little rest in, was able to, you know, it was – he gave us all his, in that end season tournament. He did, didn't he? He is about 60-something years old. I know he needs a break. It's okay. Epsom salt. It's okay. But, uh, Ice bath. I think I think he, he's coming back to just welcome Wendy to the league a little bit. Right. Saying this is still my league. You're like, yeah, I'm still here. Man. I'm here, right? It, it ain't your turn yet. Give me, give me, give me a quick little score. What you think that thing gonna be? Because it was like a three point game when he wasn't playing. Yeah. How, how you think they gonna spread that thing out a little bit? Just go round. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, give me one twenty to. 105. Okay, and, and, and listen, and I'm gonna tell you right now and everything. I still expect. Uh, 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 Victor Wambiama double double and at least three threes. Okay, he gonna pull AD up to the key. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think they're gonna win this game, but he's still gonna his, get his double double, and the development of the women watch will continue. Yeah, I think he, I think he ends with like twenty two and twelve. I love it, twenty two and twelve. Love it. All right, listen, we got another one that we want to look at real closely. You got them Pelicans at fourteen and eleven against them Charlotte Hornets, baby. All right, now you know it's a lot of implications in this game because apparently it's Brandon Ingram's team. Zion Williams, man, and all of the controversy behind him and everything that's happening on, the, on off the court, I guess you could say, and not on the court yeah. uh, with the things that he's doing. And then the Hornets, they'll win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. But how you feel about this Pelicans-Hornets matchup? Do they match up? Who you got winning? I don't think we match up good. Uh, it'll be – I'm excited to see Brandon Miller guard B.I. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the matchup tonight. I'm excited to see – Cause that'll show a lot of his defensive capabilities going forward. 
Bi is Bi is one of the longer athletic players in the league. He he, with him being able to just pull up, you know, he has a lot of KD to his game. Um, Brandon Miller, you're a long athletic wing. We, I want to see how you defend uh, a legit. He's just a scorer. He, right. He's somebody who's going to try to put the ball in the basket. I want to see how you defend him. I still, without Romello, and I don't know if Mark Williams is back this game, without those two guys, I don't have a lot of faith in this team, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, unless somebody goes out there and does something, something we just not expected. And, and that's like that 30-something, 15-game from Terry Rozier. Like, it's going to take a game like that for this team to get over the hill. Um, and I just, I think the Pelicans are in a better position right now. Yeah. And um, I guess one thing you can can say about uh, Terry's play is he has been spreading the ball around a lot more than he used to have. And um, Gordon Haywood has been getting off to some some pretty decent games when they've been putting him in the lineup. Uh, Brandon Miller, he seems like to be or becoming a mainstay when it comes to starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles Bridges, he's going to give you everything that he got. Uh, but like you say, it's, no really, it's not much happening on the interior. And then we do need some more points. Yeah. You, you we, and the Terry thing uh, – it's just him have he's understanding LaBello's not here now. Somebody does have to get these guys involved. Mm-hmm. We don't have really guys who give them the ball and go get a bucket. Brandon Miller's probably our closest. Give him the ball, he he can't go get a bucket. I understand. Um, but he's younger. He he's still learning learning the game. Mm-hmm. Um Miles Bridges is more backdoor cuts, come off of flare screens, hit me and strike those type things. Same thing with PJ. Um, Terry's are other giving me the ball. I can go get a bucket. But now with you having to take on more of the playmaking responsibilities, it's not there. It's, uh, it's, and it's just a hard position to be in with this team. We don't – and it shows Mark Williams goes down. We don't get that same production from Nick Witches. Right, right. I got Mello you. goes down. The whole team feels different. Mm-hmm. It's just – how you feel about P.J. Washington still coming off the bench? And I guess you could say leading that second unit if they have one because you got Booknight, McGowan, Ishmith, and those boys. And we don't play consistently. Right. So how do you feel about uh, P.J. Washington coming off the bench? Do they need to take and switch that thing up since Lamella was out right now? Um, put I, him back in the starting lineup rotation? I think what I would do is put my best five out there. Right. Regardless of if that takes me a legit center off the floor. Mm. If I do take a legit center off the floor, I'm, I'll be fine with it in this circumstance. I Unless it's Mark Williams. Mm. Now, if it's Mark Williams, and that's the thing too, I would, I think I would rather have Gordon Hayward come off that bench versus a PJ Washington, just because Gordon Hayward can run an offense. He he's a vet. He can give us points off that bench with that second unit. You plug him in with Boot Knight, Bryce McGowan. You know any of those guys. It, it becomes a more competent second unit versus having those guys trying to run the offense and f- give it to P.J. for that. It, I just think it would run a lot smoother that way. Right. I can understand that. Do, do you feel it's going to be a close game? Um, yeah. I think we I think we compete for a long time. I think we do. But it's just they're deeper than us. Mm-hmm. They have people like Trey Murphy who can come off the bench. I think he's had a couple 20-point games back-to-back. These like, It's just they they get up there athletic. And like we said, B.I. is a, a bucket. He's coming at number one. Obviously, we, they still have Zion. There's no telling what he'll do from game to game. Um, but we know what he's capable of. Right. I just – C.J. McCullum, we know what he's capable of. Um, I just don't think it's ideal without having our full roster. I understand. Okay. Well, listen, it's still going to be inter- entertaining to watch, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Carolina sports, baby. Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers, and everybody else that plays around here. We love to see them play. Hey, 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 yeah, you know what that was. Another one and another one. <laughs> yeah, we would like to thank everybody for listening today, baby. Please join us again on our next podcast episode of Donald. And Donald Podcast. And you know we coming at you straight off script, people. Hey, please, please remember to drink your water. And don't forget to stretch. Yeah, just know your wind is coming, so don't stretch the wind. Absolutely. Let's continue to make it do what it do. Please join us next time. Okay, we signing off right now. Hey, it's double what? Double D. Yeah.